So in this week's parsha discusses the argument that Kairach and Moshe Rabbeinu had. And it says that after Moshe and Aaron tried many times to Misada de Inyanim to fix up the argument that they were having and they were not successful, Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, He says, separate yourself from this Eda and I will destroy them in a moment. He wanted to punish Kairach. So right away, Moshe and Aaron fell on their faces and they said to Hashem, this tefillah, He says like this, Will one person sin and then you will be upset with the entire congregation? He says, Oh God, God of the spirits, how can you do uh, such a thing? So Rashi explains like this. He says, Rashi he says, Machshabis. He says, What does it mean the God, Kale, that's Hashem's name, the God of Ruchais? So it says it means the God that knows Machshabis, who understands and knows the ideas and thoughts of man. He says, Your attributes, the way how you conduct yourself, is not like how people conduct themselves. A king of flesh and blood, that people. Um, Sarchalov, they, they, they go against him. I think actually the Lashon Tzircham we're going to see later on the Sikha comes to the idea of rotting. But the idea is that they were fighting against Hashem, or fighting against the king. So if it's just part of the Medina, but the king, any idea, but the king doesn't know who the sinner is. So therefore, when he gets angry, he punishes all of them. But you, Hashem, all thoughts are revealed to you, and you know who the sinner is. And basically what Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to tell Hashem is that since you know who the true, the ones who really rebelled against you were, only punish those individuals. Don't punish all of Klal Yisrael. Meaning, He says, is, Rashi is trying to tell us that you should not be medayik, and you should not try to explain what the Elakea Ruchas means, the idea of Neshamas, meaning is when it says that calls Hashem Kale, you are the Elake, the God of Ruchas, what does Ruchas mean? So the Mephorshim have two general Purushim. One of them, of course, is Rashi, but another shot is Ruchas Kosa means souls. And what Hashem, what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to Hashem is Hashem, that you are the master, you're the one that created and controls all uh, Neshamas, and you're able to punish uh, those individuals that um, rebelled against you. So Rashi does not want to say that it means that you are you have control of their uh, souls in the sense that you're able to punish them. Rather, Rashi wants to say it means specifically that you know what their thoughts are. And as we will explain in a moment, why? And he gives a proof for this idea. We see that the word Ruach could also mean Machshava, as we see in last week's parasha. He says because when uh, it, it says that a uh, kolib did not get punished, rather he got an extra portion of Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because he had a ruach meaning is he had a different thought. He wasn't didn't have the same thought process as the Miraglim. Rather, his thought was that the Eretz Yisrael was a good land and he wanted to protect Moshe Rabbeinu and to of course follow the command of Hashem. So, but what's the proof that in our situation, Elakei Ruchas means thoughts? 
He says, Rak le pirzem uvenish hashaiches shall as cholas adiba le kiraruches the mashakos of achazar he ish echad yechta vakola edik tiksev. He says, according to how Rashi's learning, it makes sense the connection of the pasik. Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu calls to Hashem, and he gives a tie to Hashem, and he says, one person sins, and you're going to punish everybody. Meaning is, what's his taina? He says, only one person sinned. So this that Hashem controls the Shamas has nothing to do with one person sinning, or everybody sinning, or how many people you're going to punish. If you're going to touch it, that means Hashem means that he controls the Nishamas. It's not really connected to the Taina. But if you're saying is that he knows what the thoughts are, then it makes sense. You know what the thoughts are and you know that only one person sinned against you. So why would you get upset with everybody else? So if we explain it as we said, then it means thoughts, then the connection is very clear. But if it means the God of Neshamas, it's not connected and understood what the connection is. Why is that this that you're able to punish, you, you have control, you create in the Neshamas like a, a connection to the time that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to say to Hashem, like why, you, why should you punish everybody if only one person sinned? And um, another diik that Rebbe brings the R is, the, what is the Divra HaMaschal that Rashi brings? He brings the mas- Divra HaMaschal, Keel Eleke HaRuches. L'chayra, Rashi's only explaining the word Eleke HaRuches. He says the reason why he pr- brings in Keel, according to this pshat, is Keel, as we know, is the Midas HaRachamim. So that's a proof of what the, Rebbe, uh, what the Rashi's trying to say. That Keel, since you are the, the God of Rachamim, and you know the thoughts of men, Therefore, it makes sense, and it's only proper that you only punish those individuals that deserve it, and not everybody. This is what Rashi continues. And this is what Rashi continues that since you are not like a king, a, 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 your mida is not like flesh and blood. Rather, you know who the sinners are, therefore, it's only proper that since you know their thoughts, you should only punish those who are deserving of it. So, so the Rebbe is going to ask a few questions on this. He says, first of all, First of all, why does Rashi need to bring a mashal? That we have a king that some people will rebel against him and he punishes uh, only he doesn't know who uh, sinned against him therefore he has to punish everybody what type of clarification and added explanation is giving through this mashal the only really essential point what what we need to understand is that since hashem knows the thoughts of man therefore punish only those people who are deserving why giving a mashal does that help i mean it's a very simple time you know who did the wrong thing, so punish the person who did the wrong thing. Don't punish everybody because of those individual. Why give a mashal? And base. If, for whatever you're going to say, there is a certain explanation and hasbara, and Rashi has to bring this mashal. Whatever you're going to answer for question one, but still have a second question. If, why doesn't Rashi bring this mashal earlier on in Taira by Parshas Vayera by Avram Avinu? Mighty story of Sodom, when Avram Avinu was trying to save the cities of Sodom. 
which is Adoim Lachayr Latinus Meishav Yonenu. Meilu Gam Shamlas Masal Lahavi Mashal Zev and Egeil Lasadoim. Half Tispa Tzadik Im Rasha. The Taina was very similar. Avram Avinu was saying over there, "Will you destroy the Tzadik with the Rasha?" What's the Taina basically saying? It's basically saying is, you know who, which people in Sdaim are Tzadikim, who is Rishayim, so why are you going to destroy the entire city, even with the Tzadikim? It doesn't make sense. So Rashi sh- should have brought this mashal too. Meaning is, whatever the reason uh, why you had to bring the mashal in our parsha, L'chaira, you should also have brought that mashal also in that parsha to explain this idea that Hashem is able to distinguish and say who's guilty and who's not guilty. Gimel. Hargam melech bas he says, even by a Melech Basvadam, if he's a king that uh, rules righteously, if one person sins, he's not going to punish everybody or many people. Rather, what's he going to do? If he doesn't, he, he will appoint a judge who will investigate and he will find out who Taka was the one who committed the crime. And he'll just punish that one individual. And he says, and even in a situation where, let's say he doesn't know, he's unable to clarify who is the sinner is. But still, would a righteous king uh, punish many individuals because he doesn't uh, know who the uh, per, who, who the, one, who the person who sinned was, will a melech that goes in yashras, goes with uh, sincerity and goes with righteousness, punish everybody or many individuals because of what one person uh, one person uh, said? So, like you're comparing basic basically, the question is you're saying, oh, Hashem is not like a horrible king. Like what, what what's the, you're you're setting the bar quite low. Even a proper good king would not do uh, such an act. So Dalit. Rashi changes the Lashon. First he starts off when some of the people uh, fight against him, and then it finishes off with a Lashon of sinning against him. Why does Rashi initially use the Lashon of Sarcha, that when some, pe- when some people the Medina will be Sarcha, and then it finishes off that um, since the king doesn't know who sinned against them, therefore he punishes them all back. But Hashem that knows all thoughts, he knows who is the sinner. Why change the Lashem from Tzarcha to Chaita? And as the Rebbe points out in Ha'ar 12, uh, 12, The source of Rashi is the Medrash Tanchuma, Medrash Rabba, and Rashi changes the Lashem. First of all, he uses a, a totally different word. But what the Rebbe is trying to bring in this R is that the Medrash uses the word of Shemardu Allah. They rebelled against him. And the Medrash uses that word every time it says Shemardu Allah. It constantly uses the same word. Well, Rashi doesn't use the word Marad. And on the contrary, he uses two words. And he does Sarach uh, and then changes it to Chaita. What's the idea over here? And hey. Also, Rashi finishes off with the Lashon Yachid. He doesn't know who the sinner is. But the Psicha of the Rashi was that Mixas Medina, that, which is plural, or some of the individuals in Medina, not just one. And if again, if you look at the source of Rashi in R13, that in the Tanchum it says, 
that the B'nai HaMedina, doesn't say how many, but B'nai Medina is already plural, rebelled against him. And then it says explicitly, if they're 10, if they're 20, uh, he, so it, give, it gives a certain number, but it uses, again, it's, it's, uh, it's the same idea. It's Lashon Rabbim the whole way through the Medrash. Masha'inkin Rabbi, Rashi first uses Lashon Rabbim and then changes it to Lashon Yachin. So why is that, why is that happening? Siv base. So In the next Rashi, Rashi brings the words Ish Achad, one person sins. And he explains what does it mean? He says, He says, There's one person, he is the sinner, and you will become upset in the entire congregation. So Hashem replies, He says, You spoke very well. I know who sinned, and I will make known through punishment who sinned and who did not sin. So Hashem basically is agreeing with Moshe. So the Gamazat So we also need to understand over here. We have a few questions on this Rashi. Aleph, my kvanis Rashi the first question is, what is Rashi adding in this Pasuk? Uh, it, it seems very, very clear what the Pasuk means. It says, one person sins and you're going to get angry at everybody. So what does Rashi add? So the Pasuk says, will sin. And Rashi just changes it to, one person, he is the sinner. What's the difference if you say that one person will sin or one person is the sinner? How, how does that add any interpretation to the Pasuk? Similarly, it says, and Pasuk says, and you will become upset in the entire congregation. So he says, Ata, he adds the word Ata, and you will become upset at the congregation. Instead of just saying it as a general statement, one person sins, and there will become anger on the entire congregation. That doesn't seem like it's adding anything uh, to the Pasuk. So the Rebbe does bring down on R15 that some of the Mefarshi Rashi want to say that the Lashon of Yechta is is a future, future tense. So meaning is that there are some Mephorshim that learn that Moshe Rabbeinu was saying that they didn't actually sin yet, the Kairach, the Adasai. They came with a complaint and they said that, you know, we should, uh, why is Moshe Rabbeinu uh, the leader and why is he appointing Aaron as the Kain Gadol? So, so Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, according to these Mephorshim, that he didn't actually, they didn't sin yet. They, they came with a complaint. But when did they actually sin? That was the next morning when they came with the Keteris and they brought the Keteris. The sin was actually only at that point when they actually did a Misa to say that we are the ones who are supposed to be the Kain Gadol and not Aaron. That was the sin. So what Moshe Rabbein was trying to say is that will you punish somebody who in the future is going to sin? And therefore Rashi is trying to say that no, 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 that's incorrect. It's not that there's a future tense that they're going to sin. Rather, it's Huachait that he's sinning right now in the present tense, that someone who's sinning, I mean, this argument that he's saying that Aaron was not appointed by Hashem directly uh, through his uh, speech to Moshe Rabbeinu, that itself is a sin. So that's what that you want to say that Rashi's trying to explain it. He says, but Lachar, he says, you cannot actually say that. Look at R15. He says, Mufarshi Rashi Khan Kosu Shekvanis Rashi Leimer She'en Pirsh Yachta L'Asid That the Re'i or Chaim is that help shot there. Rather, he already sinned. And Tiksef, you would learn it, simple pshat, Lashon Asid, meaning one person sinned already, 
and you're going to in the future you're going to punish everybody because of this one person that already did that there. He says, we're going to explain another issue is, if this is the correct shot, then Rashi should, have, he's trying to explain what the word yachta and tiksef mean, it should have put that in the Divra Mosque, if that was the issue Rashi's trying to approach. And in addition to that, Aleph, <clears throat> he says, if the issue was future or past, past tense, then Rashi should have changed the word to past tense. Rather, what does Rashi do? He adds the word who, and, it, and gives a description. Who He is the sinner. It doesn't say that he sinned, but he is the sinner. So it's not even what Rashi is doing. He's not changing and saying, Yachta means past tense. And Be'ez, Lama Hoysub Rashi Tevis Ba'ata, also doesn't explain the other issue we had, why is Rashi adding the word va'ata? That has nothing to do with it. Anyway, so the point is, we, don't, we still don't understand why does Rashi try to explain the word yachta and it says hu achayta. What type of an explanation is that giving by adding hu achayta and the word va'ata? Beitz. In kvonis Rashi the farish ve'eza oifin shu masha kasif ve'ish acha yachta ve'gam al kola eda tiksaif havi lehata gam tevis elu al kapani l'ramzam be'vegoimer. If Rashi is coming to explain the words yachta if that really was the issue and he's trying to explain something, then it should have put down those words in the Divra Mas, or at least to write the word Begaymer. Um, what is Rashi trying to add when he says Hashem gives a reply? I mean, the Pasik, Pashab Shad of the Pasik, it's just saying that what Moshe Rabbeinu is tied to us, that one person sins. And you're going to become upset at everybody. And then Rashi says, Oh, and Hashem answers to him, You spoke really well. You're right. I'm going to just punish the one I know, and I'm going to be let known who's the, the one who sinned and the one who did not sin. Why is Rashi answering, adding into his adding into his Pirish what Hashem answered? Al Khair has nothing to do with explaining the Pirish Hapashat. Yasir Mazud Daladan. But mine in If you look, a bigger question is if you look, at the answer Hashem gives him. He says, if you look at the Pesukim, what taka is the answer? The answer that Hashem gives him is not the answer that L'chayor Rashi says. Because in the Pasuk it says that Hashem tells Moshe, leave, uh, from, uh, from, uh, go away from the, the um, from surrounding the, the, the dwelling place of Kairach Dasana Avirah. So in the Pasuk, it says clearly that there were three individuals who, are gonna, who deserve punishment. It was Kairach Dasan Avira. Al-Pizah, any mover, Mashakos of Rashi, Omar, Kadosh Baruch Hu, Yofar, Marta. Hanesh, Kadosh Baruch Hu, Maskin, Latanis, Moshe, Ish, Echad, Vetevis, Elu, Matik, Rashi, Yachta. Vahar, Kadosh Baruch Hu, Haidiya, Shalai, Echad, Chata, Lashloisha. He says, it's understood. Rashi quotes that Hashem is agreeing with Moshe Rabbeinu. That you're right, just one person sins, I'm not going to get upset at anybody else. What are you talking about? The Pasuk says clearly that Hashem said three people sinned. So is Hashem agreeing to Moshe that only one person sinned? Or is he disagreeing with Moshe that three people sinned? And hey, He says also the word Yedea, it seems to be very, uh, to be extra. He says, Remember the words were, I know and I will be let known through the punishment who sinned, who didn't sin. Why does it say the word that doesn't add anything. It should have just says 
that my idea that I will make known who sinned, who didn't sin through the punishment that they're going to receive, especially since that exactly is the Lashon of the Medrash. The Lashon of the Medrash does not have the word Yedeh, so Rashi is adding it. So obviously by Rashi adding the word Yedeh, he's trying to tell us something, um, so telling us something which is relevant to the Pshat over here, that it wasn't just Maidiya, it's also Yedeh. Even though Lachar, obviously, Hashem knows who sinned. That was the whole point of the first, the first Rashi that we just read. So So now we're going to mention like a general question. And the truth is, this general question, it was what's bothering Rashi. So we're going to ask it as a general question, but this is really what was bothering Rashi. And this is what Rashi is coming to answer in his Pirish. And through answering this question, you'll see how all these other questions uh, fall off. Meaning is when you know what Rashi is really trying to ask, then you could understand why he has to give him mashal and why he uses certain words and why he only says it in our parsha, this mashal, not in parsha, in Vayera by, uh, by uh, Avram Avinu. He says, so this is the question. He says, He says, in the prior psukim, it's mentioned many times that the machlekes of Kairach and Maisha and Aaron, many people joined in. It says that they got up, 250 people from Bnei Yisrael, and they gathered against Moshe He rebuked the, uh, the, the, the congregation. You and your entire congregation, your whole camp, that's um, coming against Hashem. Upirish Rashi. And Rashi even explains of this. What does it mean, Al Hashem against Hashem? He says, this is already their fourth time that they sinned against Hashem. They sinned against by the eagle, etc. And this is the fourth time. So just like that by the eagle, it wasn't just one person that sinned by the eagle. It was the, the Kahalos, the whole Kahalos of Das Yisrael. So the same thing over here, it wasn't just one person. It was many people, and, and Moshe Rabbeinu himself was rebuking Kol as we said many times. So from all this is clear that even according to the way of the Das of Moshe, he understood that it wasn't just one person sinning, rather it was many people sinning. So what is Moshe saying, and that's really what's bothering Rashi. The whole parsha was saying how many people are involved in this machlekes. But when it comes to Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah, he says one person sinned, and you're going to punish the whole chol adascha. You're going to punish the whole eta. Moshe Rabbeinu, all of a sudden, it's one person sinning. The whole time you're talking to a whole group of people. Why all of a sudden is Moshe saying in his tefillah and his taina to Hashem that it was just one person? The chayyur wasn't just one person. So that is what Rashi's coming to explain. So Abir calls that. Um, in the pre- previous Divram Maskel, in the prior Pasuk, Rashi writes like this. It says, Kairach uh, uh, gathered against them. It says that Kairach um, went to all the Shvatim and he enticed them and he tells them like this, you think that I'm just making this whole machlekes just really for myself. No, that's not true. I, I don't care just about myself. I really care about you. 
And through this argument that he was giving to them, basically saying that, look how Moshe Rabbeinu, he took all the honors for himself, like he's the leader, his brother is the kind Gadol, and going through this, you know, made his shevet, uh, uh, the Levim, going through all the um, tightness against them, they're saying, you, you individuals also deserve to have um, positions of authority and positions of, of spirituality within the Aids as we see that the 250 people wanted to become Kohanim Gedolim. So what happened was that Kairach, these individuals were not initially part of the Machlaikis. Rather, after the Machlaikis already started, he was able to convince them that, you know what, you should go, you should follow me, because if you follow me, you will get good positions of spirituality or other positions. So, um, or in other words, what I should say is, the reason why they joined, it wasn't, to really go against Moshe Rabbeinu, or to say that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't repeating the words of Hashem. Rather, he enticed them because he bribed them for other types of positions. Um, some of the Mephorshim, the Rebbe quotes in R18, they use such a Lashem. He says, there were some individuals that sinned bahashkacha sadas, meaning is, that was like Kairach, that they used their das, the way how they, they understood uh, they understood things differently than Moshe, and they intentionally, with their das, they rebelled against him. While others, it was, a, it was a sin that came out of Taus and Shkaga and Pitu. They were enticed to do something which was, which was a mistake. And the Rebbe's words, Meaning is that the Kairach uh, enticed the people and he says that he's uh, worried about, you know, he's, he's getting involved for their benefit. And he convinces them to get involved in the argument against Moshe And same thing was the heads of the Mishtatvin in this argument. Everybody, even the 250 people, they all were enticed by Kairach. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying. Which was Ruban Shal Nun Ish Sharo Meaning is, as Rashi says, that because the Shevet of Ruvain was close to the camp of Kaas and his children, therefore Kaas went to them right away, and he was able to convince them to get involved and entice them to get involved in Machlaikas. Until they thought, you know what, he, you know, he talk, has a good taina. Uh, but, but they themselves, without this enticement of Kairach, would not have been, would not have gotten involved in this Machlaikas. Basically, as I said before, the idea being is, Kairach had a Machlaikas that he was going directly against uh, what, what uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was saying. And he was jealous of Moshe Rabbeinu, and he was fighting directly against Moshe and the, saying that Hashem did not actually speak to Moshe, whatever it is, even though he knew that Hashem obviously did speak to Moshe Rabbeinu. It was an argument and a fight directly against Moshe. Masha Enkin, these other individuals, they didn't naturally have anything against Moshe. Rather, they were convinced to get involved. Kairach is giving them good tightness and I'll add my own thought, since they were head of the Sanhedrin, Mistama, he was, and we know Kairuch is big Tamachachan, Mistama, he used uh, Torah logic and Halachic logic, and uh, we learned from the other Sikhs of the Rebbe that he also used different uh, spiritual logic, Api uh, Chassidus and Avaitis Hashem. He, he, he used logic 
to convince them that, you know what, you should really join my camp. What I'm doing is really the true Ratzon of Hashem. Uh, but, but, but you can't say that same idea for Kairach. He rather, we know he got involved because of jealousy. So even though you can't use that as an excuse, you can't say, oh, I didn't do anything wrong, uh, someone tricked me. That uh, he's, he's not guilty because that he did something wrong because he was convinced and he was enticed by someone else uh, to do that. Because first of all, you need to distance yourself from Russia. And B, and second of all, even if you can't distance yourself for whatever reason, you have to be stronger in your das, not to be affected, not to be enticed. But nonetheless, even though, um, you know, they did the wrong thing 100%, but Papayo, they only argued because of the hashba, meaning is the sin wasn't mitzad themselves, it was rather an outside force which, in a sense, convinced them. So the real source of this Avera was really Kairach. And from his Ashpa, uh, you know, his R, in, in, in a negative way, his dark light, in a sense, in that negative way, affected the people who were around him. But the, 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 the source of the evil was not from themselves, it came from somewhere outside of them. And uh, the Rebbe quotes in R20, he, he gives you the famous story, of course, of by, by, by the Nachash and Chava that the Chavaz was not um, able to give an excuse and say, oh, I, I was tricked. You know, she does say that I was tricked by the Nachash, but nonetheless, she still got punished because she did the wrong thing. As Rashi over there says, that um, Rashi asks over there, why was the Nachash punished? The Nachash could have just said to Hashem, um, why are you angry at me? I told them something. You, the master, told them something. So when a master says something and a servant says something, who are you going to listen to? Of course, you listen to the master. You told them not eat from the Sadas. I told them they should eat from the day Sadas. What are they supposed to listen to? Of course, they're supposed to listen to you. They should have made the right decision. I mean, it was totally their choice. It was, it was an obvious choice. Listen to the words of the master. But nonetheless, Rashi says that when someone tries to entice someone to do an Avera, we don't even give them an option and chance to give excuses. So therefore, the, the Nachash was punished without even having the opportunity to try to give an excuse. But the idea that we're seeing is that you're not able to use an excuse, oh, the Nachash convinced me. You did something wrong, you did something wrong. But nonetheless, what do we see? That of course, the one who's the Mesis is much worse than the one who was convinced to do the Avera. This is the Kvan of Rashi when he brings the Mashal of a king. That some of the Medina was Sarchu Allah. What does this Lashon Sarcha come from? He says, the reason why Rashi uses the Lashon of Srucha, remember, one of our questions was, why does Rashi change the Lashon from uh, Srucha to Chaita? So he says, the reason why he needed to put the word Srucha in, because Srucha means it's something rotting, something disgusting, uh, something that has a bad smell. Right? But not that they had Kavana to rebel against the king. So this also explains one of the questions we, we had, really from the Ara, is that the Medrash uses the Lashon Limroi, rebelling against the king, while Rashi changes it to Sarcha, and then also uses the Lashon of Chaita. So, so far we answered, why does Rashi use the Lashon of Sarcha? Because he's trying to express that the people who were involved with Kairach were not rebelling against Hashem. 
That wasn't their kavanah to rebel against Hashem. Rather, they, they were rotten, they had a bad smell, they were convinced to do something wrong. But their kavanah was not to really go against the king. And therefore, they should not be mukhuyiv misa. Right? But since some of the people did uh, go rebel against Hashem, uh, rebelling is the wrong word. We should use maybe the lashon of... Um, Have, have this bad smell against the king. They made something that had a bad smell, a bad taste. He says, some people were sarhu, but it makes sense. There must have been at least the, you know, the first guy who got involved that enticed them and brought them to do this sirchan. Um, he would be the sinner. And he would be the one who's literally rebelling against the king. So he's the one that wanted to go against the king, meaning is he wasn't happy with the status quo of what was going on, which was clear. He wasn't happy with the way how Hashem set up the kuhuna, and therefore he started the fight. And then he was able to convince the other people who did not have an issue to get involved. So a king, when Mixus Medina he doesn't know who the Chaita was, who was the one that started the rebellion, who was the Mesis, the one who was Goyrim to everything that happened, who is the source of the, of, of the rebellion, who is the source of the bad. So you can't call them Chaitim, the Mixas Medina, rather you would call them Sirchan. So that answers the question why Rashi changes the Lashon from Chaita to Sirchan. Therefore, this is the reason why Rashi need to bring a mashal. Right? Because the mashal wasn't brought to explain this idea that like Hashem is such a righteous individual, like a, a regular king just punishes everybody. Right? But while Hashem is such a good king, he only would punish the people who go against him. No, 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 no. That's not the pshat, as we said. Because even any good king wouldn't punish people that didn't do anything wrong. Rather, it's trying to say is that everybody did something wrong. Everybody did something wrong. But the difference is that by a regular king, he doesn't know who is the source of the rebellion and who are the people who in a sense got uh, convinced to go along. Therefore, he just punishes everybody equally. But you, Hashem, you know the thoughts of men. So you know who the chayta is. You're able to distinguish between the chayta and those who had the union of, uh, who are just sarchan Allah, those who had that sricha. Therefore he's saying, just punish, with the ultimate punishment, just the person who is a chayta. But Tanasus Zushal Moshim Mavara Rashi, Mavarsha Betevus Akasa, the Enedim of Neatsk Fishanitvas, El Bahemsha, Mashkasal Fneza, Videa This is going to answer now the second Rashi that we brought. We said, what is Rashi adding? And why doesn't Rashi put all those words in the Divra Maschal? So the answer he's giving is that it's actually not a new Rashi. It's actually a, it's one Rashi. And in the Chumashim, it's printed wrong. It's printed as two different uh, Divra Maschals, but it's really one Rashi with one Hemshech. So what Rashi is really doing is he's just, he started the Taina in the first part. And then it continued the, the, the same Taina in the end. And, and as the rubber brings the R24, that this is the, if you look at the earlier Prince of Rashi, you would actually see that they're all one, the Ramascha. 
So it says, He's really just finishing off the Taina of Moshe. He says, Hashem, you know who is the sinner. That Hashem, you know that it's just one person that is the Chaita. But the rest of the Am are only Sarhu. So you, that you are the Yodea Machshavas, as we just said, will you get upset at the entire Eida Bitmiya? And therefore, in Hashem's answer um, to the Tain of Moshe, Hashem says, You spoke well, I agree with you. But He's only agreeing to the general Tain of Moshe, meaning that He's not going to punish everybody, He's just going to punish the individual who is Chaita. Right. So that's the general time. He says, you're right. We do need to distinguish between the chayta and those who are not chayta. He says, but that's why Rashi adds the words yadeh. Moshe Rabbeinu thought it was just kairach. But Hashem says, I know and I will make known, meaning is that there were more than just one person involved. Therefore, therefore, in the, the psukim coming up, Hashem tells them, uh, leave from uh, uh, the, the Mishkan, dwelling places of Kairach, Dasim, Ba'avir, all three of them, because all three of them are really the Chaitim Heim. So this answers all of our questions. Let's just go back and see if we could quickly answer them all. So the question number one is, why does Rashi need to give a mashal? What type of clarification does that give us? So the answer is, of course, very clear. The clarification, what Rashi... First of all, what's bothering Rashi? What's bothering Rashi is, why does Moshe Rabbeinu said there's only one person sinning? We know that there are many people involved in this uh, Avera. So Rashi's trying to answer is this, yes, I know there's many people involved, but there was a difference in the style of how they sinned. Some people, one individual was a chayta, he was the source of the bad, he was the one that enticed everybody else, and everybody else was just convinced. And therefore he brings the mashal. Like by a mashal, by a regular king, he's unable to distinguish who's the chayta and who is sarachu so he punishes everybody. But you know the difference. So Hashem, he's telling him, just punish that one individual. Why, question two, why doesn't Rashi bring this in Parshas Vieira? So it's of course very clear, because in Parshas Vieira has nothing to do with sarachu love mixas medina, one person convincing everybody else. Over there was a totally different story. And the story by Tzadayim was, there were some people who were tzadikim, some people who were shy. The sinners... They sinned because nobody convinced them to sin. People, some people stole, some people were cruel, some people were murderers, like totally different sins. Avram Avinu was just giving the taina, the, how could you destroy the tzaddikim just because of all the rishayim? That's it. Nothing to do with one person convincing other people to do avers. Question number three. He says, even a, a regular belach basvedam, if he's a righteous king, he's not going to punish everybody for one person's sin. So what, what's, the chiddush by, what's the chiddush of this mashal? So the answer is, the chiddush is that the Melech Bas Verdam, he doesn't, he has to give everybody the same punishment because he's not able to distinguish who's the chayta and who's the masriach. Therefore, he gives everybody the same punishment. He could punish the chayta differently. Question four was that Rashi starts off with the Lashon of Sarcha and then he finishes off with the Lashon of Chayta. And we said in Ha'ara that if you look at the Medrash, it uses a different Lashon of Shemur Du'olav. And he uses the same expression the whole way around. So the answering is because Rashi's trying to explain the difference 
of he's again he's, he's answering a different question than Medrash. Rashi is trying to explain Pshutei Shel Mikra, and the issue with Pshutei Shel Mikra is what does um, wh- what does Moshe Rabbeinu mean that there's only one person that sinned? So he's trying to when we know that many people sinned. So therefore, Rashi is trying to say there's only one Chaita, but there were many people who were Sarchulav, and that also answers question in Hey. It starts off with the Lashon Yachid, and then en- ends off with the mix of Spendina. The reasoning is because the Yachid was the Chayta, everybody else was Sarach And then the uh, Seth Beis, we had a few more questions. Question one was, what's Rashi adding? And also question two is that, why doesn't it say Vagoymer? So those two are answered to one thing. Rashi is not adding a Pshat in the words, what Hachayta, uh, he's not trying to answer what uh, the Pasuk says, Ha'ish Echad Yechta. We know what that word means. Rather, Rashi's finishing the exp- original explanation that it's one different mask, and he's finishing the explanation that re- you basically have to read it like this: But you, Hashem, you know all thoughts, and you know who's the one who sinned, and therefore, uh, you know that he is specifically, this individual is specifically the one that sinned, meaning Kairach, and you, that know all the thoughts of man, are going to get upset at everybody. Question three, uh, why does it show Hashem's answer? The reasoning why it shows Hashem's answer is because it wants to, Rashi's bringing this as a proof that his pshat is correct, that you see even from the Pesukim that when Hashem answered him, Hashem answered him only regarding three people. Why, there's a lot more than three people who did something wrong. Why is Hashem saying, just remove yourself from those three? Why did he say remove from the entire Ada? The reason is because only those three were the Chaita, Masha Inc. and everybody else were the people who were enticed. Question four. Um, oh, that, well, actually, you answers question three and four. Why he gives the answer. And also, question four was, Hashem says three people, but Moshe Rabbeinu only said once. The answering is because Hashem's agreeing with him generally. That you're right, a Chaita has to be punished differently than those who are Masrichim. But there's actually three people who are Masriach, not just one. That's what the Pasuk's telling us. And the fifth question is, why does it say Yedea? The Medrash doesn't use that Lashon Yedea. What's, of course Hashem knows. We said it's Pashat. So the reasoning is, because Moshe Rabbeinu thought it was just one. So Hashem says, I know how many it was. It was really three. And I will let that be known. How is he going to be let that be known? Because those are the three that are going to get Pashat. What about the other 250 people? So if you look at R26, um, No, it was not R26. Oh, actually it's R22. R22. He says, what about the question is, what about the other 250 people? They also got punished. He says, the Chayra, the, there's 200 other 50 people, they also sinned. And the Pasuk says that they sinned by their souls. And Rashi explains him, that they did. They used the Lashon Chet, they taka did do a sin. So this whole thing that, they, oh, they only did a Sirachayim, that's not true. The Pasuk says clearly they're Chaytim and Chatu. It's a Lashon of a Chet. So the Rebbe answers, He says, the 250 people were a totally different category. Shaharei, loy namer ha'elu b'negei lahem. Ki omdim Pesach ayamayed. He says, because regarding them, it doesn't say Hashem tells Moshe and Aaron to remove yourself from them. Rather, they were standing by the doorway of the Ayomayid, and their machlaikus was that they argued on Hashem through bringing a katyrus in a klisharis outside 
um, outside of the base, uh, outside of the Migdash. Therefore, this, therefore, their punishment was the fire came out from Hashem. Similarly to the punishment of Nadav Aviyu, not exactly the same idea, but a similar idea that Nadav Aviyu was punished because they brought an Eish Zara. So similarly, these 250 people uh, got punished because they brought a Katyrus in a Klisharis Bechutz. Um, therefore, they were punished when they were not supposed to, of course, bring this Katyrus. So now the lesson in Avedis Hashem. Ha'ara ba'avedis ha'adam pirish rashi zeh p'nei yasinyanim. V'supa papasha sh'alach Moshe l'koy l'adasam ha'avir m'gaymer v'hei mi'anu l'avoy v'anu ba'azuz g'dayil. It says that Moshe Rabbeinu sent for Dasam ha'aviram to come to him. Moshe wanted to make peace with Dasam ha'aviram, but they refused to come and they answers with um, with a lot of chutzpah. Ham'at ki l'isonam l'sein b'midbar hei they said that you took us out of Eretz trying to kill us in the Midbar. And he says, oh, we prefer that our eyes would be poked out before we'd come to you. So it was very chutzpatek. Moshe was very upset at the words that they used. He says, we see that their hashtatvus wasn't just an oifin asirchayim. They were chaitim, meaning the way they answered Moshe, you can see it wasn't like uh, they were enticed, and oh, let me hear your side. You, you know, if you're just enticed, and you, or, or you're being enticed because you think the reason's logical, or you're being enticed because they're giving you positions of kuhuna, whatever the reason why the other individuals joined, they wouldn't have answered with chutzpah. From this that they did answer with chutzpah, that shows that it was something personal against Moshe. They were upset at him. But... Nonetheless, Moshe still was down in the Kafsus, and he says, you know what, it was only one person that sinned. Not all three of them, it was just one of them. Kairach. And look at R29, Rei Menachas, Moshe Rabbeinu Oiv Yisrael Haya. Moshe Rabbeinu was a lover of Yidin. Uh, therefore, that's why he was down in the Kafsus. It's actually interesting, what's the story over there in Menachas? This is a famous one, that when the Baitusim and the Tzadukim were having a Machleikus with the Chachamim, when Shavuos was supposed to be. So the Chachamim, of course, say that you count whenever Pesach is, falls, whatever day of the week Pesach falls out of, if it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the next day you um, bring the Eimer and you count the 49 days, and Shavuos could be any day of the week. While the Tzadukim held that Machras HaShambas always means on a Sunday. So Shavuos will always be on a Sunday. So the Yechim Zach said, Menayim Lechem. So one of the elders of the Tzadukim answered, it's because Moshe Yisrael was Ayyub Yisrael Hayah. Moshe Rabbeinu was Ayyub Yisrael. He knew, uh, he wanted us to have two days of Yom Tif. Instead of just having a one day Yom Tif, like, big deal. All the other Yom Tif were usually seven days, eight days, one day Yom Tif. So he was on Ayyub Yisrael. He says, you know what? Let's put Shavuos right next to Shabbos. And then you have a two day Yom Tif. That's Geshmak. So they, even the, it's like, even the, the Baitusim recognized that Moshe Rabbeinu Ayyub Yisrael Hayah. So that's how, how clear this love that Moshe Rabbeinu had for all Yidin. Therefore, it's a lesson for us, because we all have a portion of Moshe Rabbeinu within us. That means we're able to implant within ourselves and to be pale uh, uh, within ourselves this, this midah, to judge everybody favorably. Nonetheless, 
even if your Haggas Haver is an oifen that it negates any type of Lumitzchus, nonetheless you got to work and try to find some type of schus. And as I take saw, like what was the Lumitzchus Moshe Rabbeinu found? That they were just being enticed. So let me, you know, I'll call Dustin Avim, I'll call them up, call them to me and I'll talk to them. Then they'll be convinced because it wasn't really them. It wasn't, they're not really in, want to do this whole Machlechus. But the same thing for us, whatever our situation is, we need to be Malamitzchus on the other person. And whatever that Lamitzchus in, therefore we could try to be pile on the person to do the right thing. Therefore, we also do everything that's dependent upon us to try to bring this person to do the proper way and the derech hayashar.